0: Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. As is almost always the case, we have some beautiful music here today for you for Song of the Soul. My guest is Randall Adams, and although he has even been to my house for one of the monthly song circles held in the area, I'm really just getting to know him now. I ran into him just last week over a common ecological concern, found we have a common esteem for the music of Carrie Newcomer, common friends and local musicians like Peter Phippen and Victoria Shoemaker, and a common enthusiasm for focused music. And since I finally got a hold of his CD, West Wind, I'm so pumped to have him here as my guest. Randy was a chiropractor until his relatively recent retirement, which has freed him to fully invest himself in his lifelong passion and talent for music, and we all get the benefit of that opening in his schedule. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance with this program, as Randall Adams joins me now in person. Randy, what a delight to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> it was so nice running into you this past week, this past Wednesday, I guess, as we are in the same place. So the topic was a presentation at Grace Lutheran that Patty, who's part of the Quaker meeting, was showing a film and then talking a little bit about what brought you there.
1: Well, I've been a member of Grace for quite a long time, almost since my family moved up here in the mid-60s. And Grace has got a long tradition of trying to support positive causes in the world like that. That's kind of why we're supposed to be there. And for me personally, that's been a longtime cause of mine, environmental issues and such. I remember the first time that I really had it brought to my attention was I was at the University of Wisconsin, undergrad down there. I was walking up to Memorial Union one day in 1970 in the spring, and there was a little bit of a rally going on there, and there were some guys in suits, and I am mean, well, that's unusual on this campus anyway. It turned out to be Gaylord Nelson and a couple of other dignitaries, and it was the very very first Earth Day celebration
0: I was celebrating it that very same day in Oconomowoc, where I went to high school, and saw Gaylord Nelson, the founder of Earth Day. So you saw them. Did you stop, or did you walk and by them because they had suits on?
1: I stopped and listened to what people were having to say, and I thought, well, this is a good idea because that was just when things were really ramping up for the first big press of environmentalism in this country. The Indian in his canoe with a tear looking out over the trashy waters and such, and various other things that were starting to penetrate to people's awareness that there was something wrong. I think the Cuyahoga River had caught fire about that time, a couple of times. And so these things were kind of cooking around, at least in the academic world a bit, and things were starting to build up. And I thought, At the time, well, this is a good thing to be involved in. And I don't know, if I wasn't thinking involved in, I guess, but it's more like be aware of and something that is a real positive note that's going on. I've kept track of it for a lot of years.
0: (laughs) Did this have anything pro or con or completely indifferent to the fact that you eventually went into chiropractic?
1: Probably not a direct impact, although one thing leading to another, you're never quite sure how the path gets you there, but it was also at a time when uh, a lot of us were looking at alternative lifestyles, uh, what can you do with your life that isn't falling right into the old corporate pattern that didn't seem to be working for a lot of us. So I ended up doing a number of different things and then settled in on chiropractic, partly because it was an alternative healthcare profession.
0: You know, actually that same thing was operable in my life. I'm a few years younger than you. I was born in 54. So when I graduated college, and the first of the family of 12 kids, I go to college. I'm the only one to go to college out of the group. My dad figured I'd go right into business or something, make some good money, and what I did was went in the Peace Corps. What did you do with your big degree from Madison, (laughs) UW-Madison?
1: Having just graduated with a degree in Latin American Studies and Anthropology, Cultural Anthropology, I moved to Colorado and started farming. (laughs) (laughs) Of (laughs) course.
2: Degree prepared you for that one, right? (laughs) Exactly.
1: It'd be learning how to say you want fries with that, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) So tell me a little bit about your time down there. I find that very interesting. I, I know it was a time, I mean, the late 60s going into the 70s, there's all of these possibilities out there of alternative expression. What led you down there specifically?
1: Of course, like a lot of young people at the time, I was interested in alternative lifestyles. And the particular ranch that I went to work on out there was a spiritual community. My sister had gotten involved with them and knew about them, and we ended up going out there together for a bit. And uh, she had lived on the community for a while, and then I got invited to move out there as well. It was an interesting place. It's fun to be in a place where people have essentially the same focus, uh, the same primary interest and in people from every walk of life. There were 130 people living on the place at the time, so you had a very wide spectrum of skills and educational levels, and uh, right down the line, a wide range of ages from newborns up to 90-something. It was just an interesting place to live, and we had connections all over the world. Unfortunately, like a lot of organizations of that nature, it it wasn't all roses. Things tend to happen in leadership that on a small scale like that, uh, because there's no overarching organization that really provides a balancing point for people's behaviors, you ended up with people who just enjoyed the power of their little structures.
0: Which is really strange when you think of a spiritual community, because mostly we think that we're motivated by altruistic, deep soul connection kind of things. What was the flavor of spirituality there? Was it, did it have something to do with Lutheran, or was it, as so typical at that time, Eastern, or who knows what?
1: It was uh, biblically, biblically based, but it did incorporate teachings from anywhere and everywhere. It wasn't an exclusive sort of organization at all, and that I found very appealing, and still do. In that respect, I don't see any one religion as having the answer. Everybody is seeking. Everybody's trying to find something. I I tend to have gravitated towards organizations that have a little more... Well, a non-literal approach to the Bible, for one, contextualism is a big thing. We've worked with that at Grace Church quite a lot over the years, and there have been some major issues there because of that. It involves some parting of ways of various individuals and pastors and that type of thing seven or eight years ago now. So they can get to be pretty difficult.
0: Uh, (laughs) So one of my favorite sayings, and people who've listened to this program have heard it many times, is from that famous Jewish theologian, Lenny Bruce. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're all the same schmuck. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) And when someone else is schmucky, I try and remember that there but for the grace of God go I, yesterday, tomorrow, who knows? knows." (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, let's dive into some music. Spirituality is obviously important to me, but a lot of people live it out through their music, and I would be surprised if every musician, songwriter like you, doesn't have some part of their spirituality that's deeply linked to music. So what has Randall Adams got to bring for us today for Song of the Soul?
1: Well, the title cut on the CD I released in 2017 is called West Wind, It's actually one of the first songs that I wrote that was an actual halfway decent song. (laughs) I was living at the time on a farm in Kansas, southwest of the Kansas City area, about maybe 45 miles or so, right on the Santa Fe Trail. You can still see the remnants of the trail a few hundred yards away. The big old stone farmhouse that had been there for probably 150 years already when I was there thick walls, stone walls and such, and uh, and a big porch that lets you look straight out to the west, watch the big storms blow in in particular, with nothing to stop them between the Rocky Mountains and there, and watching one of those once blow up and head for the stratosphere and turn black made me think, okay, this Thunderbird legend uh, that the Plains Indians and many others have. I can see where they could visualize that easily. (laughs) (laughs) And I had finished college by that time, and as a cultural anthropologist, an area that I specialized in was North American Native Native Americans, and their spiritual life and such uh, had a lot of appeal to me, and I knew quite a lot about the the symbolism of presumed deities like the Thunderbird. So I wrote a song uh, about that, and the song is one of realizing at some point in your life that you have to do more than just live for yourself, that you have to find your place in that greater whole, that greater context of things that the Sioux and others spoke of as the great circle of life and the four directions, and uh, Mother Earth,
0: Father Son, that
1: type of thing. And you have to find
0: your way in it. And we're finding our way into that right now. We're listening to Randall Adams' song, West Wind.
3: I follow the calling of this world. My heart is a presence that's not easily ignored. Yet the small voice that whispers in my wilderness of soul Has more power than the ocean in a storm. Soars the mountain wind, my eyes skyward yet My feet cling to Mother Earth as babe to Mother's breast That still place deep within me that had long been put to rest Is at one with the eagle as the sun moves to the west Can hold the powers of this world Ride the north wind from Canada And purify my soul Fly the east wind illuminating All with golden orb Soar the southern breezes Bring with them the strength of life reborn The power of the west Shall be the telling power of all If I haven't learned my lesson, well, my life will be for naught And will scatter like the swallows before the storm sea and sky, nor by the edges of the universe, the wholeness of all life. Now I fly the western wind, that power of worlds I hold, yet I move with that presence as my wingtips guide us gold. Within the greater cost, the winds of time have set before. I remember that the source of all Is welling through my soul And the power of my spirit Is his alone Thunderbird, I fly with you The high gales of this world Ride the north wind from Canada And purify my soul Fly the east wind golden orb saw the southern breezes bring with them the strength of life reborn but the power of the west wind is the telling power of all it has brought us to a center point this gathering of the clouds all our people gather with us now dispelling what was all. And the universe becomes the emanation of our soul
0: And deep song is brought to us courtesy of my guest today for Song of the Soul, Randall Adams. Randy lives right here in this neighborhood where I live in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, the Chippewa Valley, but his music is reaching obviously across the country. Now, you said that was back in Kansas. Which I imagine during the Dust Bowls that uh, those winds coming in carrying that dust were not only in Oklahoma and other places, but must have hit Kansas pretty well, too.
1: It did. Uh, I grew up in Missouri, just about 60 or so miles to the east of that area. That's where my mother was from, and she relates having the dust storms blow in out of the Oklahoma region and, and on through their part of Missouri. And even though they closed all the windows up tight and everything, they still Practically had to shovel the house out in the mornings, you know, uh, so it was a big deal.
0: One of the phrases that comes up several times in that song, which resonates with me, because I'm Quaker and, you know, we do our worship in silence or out of silence or in inwardness, I guess you'd say, inwardness with a group, if you can put those two together. You keep referring to small voice and the stilled place deep within me, those kind of phrases which obviously work very well for native american and do they work well for grace lutheran lutherans <laughs> well i hope so uh, <laughs> there is a, a a biblical reference
1: for that phrase <laughs> sure sure <laughs> not that i could quote it to you uh, in its context right now but it is a uh, an admonition to listen listen to and for that voice that provides a bit of guidance at times when you may well need it <laughs>
0: What were the musical influences? I saw one thing on your website, which is randalladamsmusic.com. When I went to the site, I looked at your bio, and one of the things you mentioned was this rich musical, singing, choir band, you know, all of that influence. But then I saw a comment that says, we snuck off to a dance, which was not, that was a forbidden thing. And I was thinking, well, that sounds like more like Baptist than Lutheran. (laughs) Why was it forbidden or was it just that kind of dance? Well, no, no, not at
1: all. It was uh, swing dancing and that type of thing. In those years, we had belonged to a Missouri Synod Lutheran Church, which was and still is a pretty strict denomination and most of my cousins in the Missouri region still adhere to that type of thing. And it gives me no end of fun to twist their noses a little bit. (laughs) But no, my family had been very musical. My mom was a wonderful singer. My dad played clarinet for many years while I was growing up. My sister studied piano early, early on, still teaches piano amongst other instruments and We've sung together. The family sang together a lot. Driving to Grandma and Grandpa's house was a 35 minute drive, and we sang ceaselessly the whole way. Uh,
0: the wheels on the bus go round and pretty round. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. you know, that
1: is, yeah. <laughs> uh, Carolina in the morning and various other things along that line. Silver bells, uh, it goes on and on. And my father is very patient with us most of the time. Uh,
0: <laughs> learned how to sing harmony. Well, that's a gift that I didn't learn along the way, even though I love singing. Well, why don't you show us some more of your musical gifts, the way it comes out through your songs for Song of the Soul? What's next?
1: Oh, a fun one is a real different one that I wrote for my mom. Uh, It's called Little and Big, and that's based on a true story. Mom has the story that she's related to me, which I will accept as true, (laughs) 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 that when I was really little, like just past toddler stage, that I was a handful, and that I would, you know, do what little boys do: is ceaselessly find ways to get into trouble, and sometimes near fatal. And she stopped me from doing such a thing. And of course, I'd get mad at her for not allowing this expedition to occur. And so I get real mad at her. And she says I would point up at her because she was five foot two and much taller than me at that point, and say, "When you get little and I get big." I'm going to find ways to get even with you, or something along that line. She always said that she just always laughed at that when you get big and I get little. What? Where'd you come up with that one? But someplace in my little head, I had it in mind that when little people grew up, big people grew down. And uh, (laughs) Benjamin Buttons, right? (laughs) Yeah, there we go. I thought hearing this song or this uh that phrase years later it says there's gotta be a song in there somewhere and I came up with little and big. The crux of the whole thing is that huh, it's odd when you finally do grow up you find out that she didn't get little when I got big. <laughs>
0: Well, so we have here an example of truth in action coming to us from Randy Adams. His website, randalladamsmusic.com. The link's on nortonthespiritradio.org. Here is Little and Big. When
3: I was a little boy and I wouldn't mind, Mama wouldn't let me do a thing to get out of line. I'd get all pinchy faced, real, real mad. Then I'd really let her have it with the hardest words I had. When you get little and I get big Gonna make you let me do the things you always forbid Gonna climb on the furniture, jump on the bed When you get little and I get big There's a time in your life when you just don't know What things will hurt you and what things won't Your mom will catch you wandering close to the edge Keep you from knocking yourself in the head but the thanks she gets from her stubborn little kid Is a threat of what'll happen when he gets big Cause when he gets bigger she'll get littler At least in the mind of her errand and kinder When you get little and I get big Gonna make you let me do the things you always forbid Gonna climb on the furniture, jump on the bed When you get little and I get big The years sneak by when we're not really looking Somehow we find ourselves doing our own cooking And when we finally realize that we're no longer kids It's suddenly apparent that we got big But the most amazing thing to this stubborn little kid Isn't that he grew up or lost a hair in his lid But the order of the universe took a big skid Which you didn't get little when he got big When you get a little and I get big Gonna make you let me do the things you always forbid Gonna climb on the furniture, jump on the bed When you get a little and I get big When you get a little and I get big Gonna make you let me do the things you always forbid Gonna climb on the furniture, jump
0: on the bed When you get a little and I get big fun there, Randy. That's (laughs) quite a good thing. By the way, does your mom call you Randall? Is You know, Randall, what are you doing?
1: Well, when we were little, it was Randy, and then if there was something that needed more immediate attention from me, it was a little stronger Randy, but then it would be Randall, and then eventually it would be Randall Mark Adams, and then I knew I better scoot. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, his website is com. On nordenspiritradio.org, you find a link to all of our Song of the Soul guests of the last 14 years. And so you'll find Randy's link there and everybody else. You'll find the stations where we're broadcast across the country, some 40 of them at this moment. And you'll also find a place to post comments. Communication that's two-way is better from my point of view and hopefully from yours. And so do post a comment after you listen and let us know what you think of these programs. And there's also a donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported. It's not by corporations and not by government. It's because you, the listener, want to make sure it can continue. So click donate when you come. Even more important, start out with your local community radio station. Such wonderful stations. And we've got stations, I think there's seven in California now, three up in... Massachusetts, uh, down in Oklahoma and Arizona and New Mexico and Texas. We've got stations all across the country broadcasting this. And I especially have to say hello to my friends over on Lopez Island off the coast of Washington State. All of these people carrying this wonderful music and this programming, start out by supporting them first and right now we got to get back to talking to Randy Adams, Randall Adams, when his mother's really getting serious with him, and we're serious about music here today. So we just listened to Little and Big, a really fun song, and probably something more that we can go on to now.
1: One of the more significant songs that I think is on this album is called Oil in the Water. It was actually written by my sister not long after the Gulf oil spill that devastated a pretty large chunk of our Gulf Coast, the basic cleanup had been done, and we were being assured by corporate and government interests that it was all better now. Yet people that lived there could look at it and say, oh, no, it's not. And she wrote the song based on the effects that it had on sea life and other wildlife down in the Gulf. And it's a very poignant song. And uh, listening to that, I thought, well, we up here in Wisconsin live on kind of the other end of that Mississippi River waterways, so we're connected. And I spent a lot of time on Lake Superior up in the Apostle Islands. I see kayak, and I've guided kayaks up there, that type of thing. And it's a a body of water that I just love being out on. There still is talk about transshipping oil by tanker on the Great Lakes. And I keep thinking, well, what could go wrong?
0: They never heard of the Edmund Fitzgerald or anything.
1: Exactly. There was a big oil refinery fire up in Superior, in the Port of Superior, not too long back. So there are things that can affect our part in this as well. So I wrote a verse that included our wildlife and our way of life up here. It's not on the recording. It's uh, I I sing it, and when I do it in concert, I'll throw that in. But that's folk music.
0: And what's your sister's name? Sandra Odom. Sandra Odom. So, Sandra Odom is Randall Adams' sister. She wrote this song, Oil in the Water.
1: Yes. I flew her up from Louisiana to come up and sing and play on it, too, when we recorded.
3: Negro, I've somebody. Give that flamingo a kiss. kiss. We got. to love and protect, to heal the
0: You can definitely easily picture singing with a mass of people standing on the beach, right, looking to the Gulf Water or maybe up to Lake Superior. There's so many concerns about keeping our waterways pristine, even more so, I think, for Native peoples who somehow are able to stay closer to the truth that a lot of us get blinded to by our phones or our walls or our products. But Oil in the Water is the song. Do share another song with us for your Song of the Soul. What's up next, Randy?
1: Uh, The lead-in song on the album is called Outside Looking In, and I think it's a... It's a different song than many that I seek out or write. It's that feeling of that all of us will have at one time or another of not feeling like I'm really not a part of this, whatever situation you might find yourself in. I always find myself on the outside looking in. And people that have had various psychological disorders, uh, sometimes that can really get to be an all-consuming thing. The song was designed to say that you're not alone in that. Other people have experienced it and have lived through it, have survived through it. You know, in my own experience and in the experience of others, you always have that time where you really wonder, what am I doing wrong here?
0: Well, we better listen to the song before we lose the thread here, which I'm wont to do. Something about having turned 65 makes it even easier. So the song is by Randall Adams. It's from his 2017 release, West Wind. The song is Outside Looking In.
3: Pulled in every direction, never certain what to do. Like every decision blots out something else that's true Everything that happens leaves you wondering Why you're always on the outside looking in Turning inside out Turning outside in Feeling turned around Outside looking in I'd look in. seem to work out the way you planned. Leave you feeling like stalled or never began. Everything that happens leaves you wondering why you're always on the outside looking in, turning inside out, turning outside. Where did it go? You can only hope that it'll come back to you If you just go with the blow Everything that happens leaves you wondering Why you're always on the outside looking in
0: Randy Adams is here with us today. His website, RandallAdamsMusic.com. The link, as always, you just, and you ever have a question, just come to org and you'll find the links that you need. West Wind, his 2017 release that song about feeling on the outside and looking in. And another place that I noticed that you've played, and I think maybe intend to play, maybe it's part of uh, the rhythm of your life, is Jamet for the Planet. And having witnessed Gaylord Nelson at that first Earth Day in 1970, is that what leads you to Jamet for the Planet, or is it your time on Lake Superior, or just what?
1: Do you- oh, it's all of those things. I think that Jen Hazen recruited me first for the Jamet. And in talking with the folks that organize it, share the story of being at that first event, that it has always been a kind of a part of my life. Uh, I've ended up being drawn to do that.
0: Well, we do need some more music before we say goodbye here. What's next on your Song of the Soul list?
1: Well, the one I want to include is called A Day with the Apostles. This is not a, uh, a religious song, but it's very spiritual. That one has a, a real deep meaning to me. It's uh, written about the Apostle Islands on Lake Superior. It's about as far north as you can get in the state of Wisconsin, without getting your feet wet. I see kayak there, and I have done that for many years. I've guided for a company that just went out of business now, sold out, called Living Adventures for a time, and spent a lot of time out on the islands on leading camping trips so overnights and multi-nights out and all one of my favorite things to do is would be get up in the very early morning while it's still quite twilight out watch the lake and get ready to go and get loaded up and head out into the morning where it was usually fairly calm. You'd feel a little bit of the rise and fall of the lake, but it wasn't fully awake yet. And then as the morning would come on, usually you'd get a little bit of a fresher breeze and the lake would come up some. Sometimes it would come up a lot. But most of the time, it was just enough to give you a real fun ride for the day and not be terrifying. Uh, (laughs) But then to have that ride and feel the lake move with you and the several different moods that happen and change during the day. And then when you get to the end of your day, coming into another protected place and touching shore and uh, watching the night come on, and you've never seen stars in the Milky Way like you can see up there many places there you can see no artificial light whatsoever and the milky way is glorious so that's one of my favorite things to do and i wrote a day with the apostles as an instrumental to try to capture that feeling so i hope i did i've had friends say yeah that was pretty pretty well got it you know so i think think it might have done it but that's a very important thing to me if you look back at some of the Native teachings about Lake Superior, they had a number, like a whole pantheon of greater and lesser gods that were associated with Lake Superior and that whole northern region. I read a book recently by an Ojibwe gentleman whose name I cannot recall right now, who uh, spent a long time in the interview with the author talking about these various gods, and at the end of the book, he leans over to him and he says, you realize that we know that these aren't real, don't you? (laughs) These are just simply different aspects of ourselves that we all carry around inside us that we need to learn how to deal with. And these stories are ways of teaching how to do that. So that is part of a day with the apostles too.
0: Incredible gift of a song, A Day with the Apostles, is what it's called, by Randall Adams, randalladdamsmusic.com. The link's on Nordenspiritradio.org, written to try and channel, uh, I think you refer to it as a tone poem, of the experience of the Apostle Islands at the extreme northern tip of Wisconsin in Lake Superior. Just such a beautiful, incredible place. My wife, by the way, uh, when she was 12, first encountered Lake Superior, and it was a changing time in her life. She's from Iowa, and there's a reason she lives this far north when she started from down there, because the spirit of the lake. She's always wondered whether we should move to Duluth for it, and just something like that. And considering that she's not a warm-blooded person in the same way I am, that's amazing that the Spirit calls that deeply.
1: I know whereof you speak.
0: (laughs) Well, unfortunately, we're getting close to running out of time, so I'm going to rush us into one final song, if that's okay with you, Randy. I do hesitate to do that. You only have currently one CD out, and that CD is called West Wind, and you can find it via your website. But i 'm hoping that there 's more I mean I think there's songs that were written over the years by you and your sister or whomever that need to be captured. Any plans underway
1: are early stages to put it that way, recording is changing a lot, uh, and i 'm probably uh, two years ago that was about the last time I would contemplate doing a full c d The marketplace uh, has dictated a, a rather drastic change because everything is streaming now. Uh, So the people I talk with and uh, who who have been around it a lot longer than me say that releasing singles is the way to go. So there's a few things that are hanging there, getting ready to put into recording form. So there'll be some things coming.
0: (laughs) So stay tuned via RandallAdamsMusic.com. And what's the final song that we can share today?
1: The uh, final song is called Dreams. Dreams is one that, from the day that I wrote it, I envisioned having uh, my friend Ed Willett from up in the Ashland area come down and play cello on it. He is a master cellist, and there was nobody else that I could think of that I wanted to have play on Dreams. Dreams is a very ethereal piece of music, and the voice that I heard in it was a cello weaving in and out of it, which he captured beautifully. The song itself uh, speaks about the odd experience that dreams can be. Our dreams do not define us. They speak to us of inner wars, dreams of fear, dreams of longing, dreams of loss or love, all these things. And and as they arise in us, they evoke often a very deep emotional response. Uh, it is our inner being trying to work out uh, the things that are going on in our lives and bring some kind of order to them more or less successfully at times <laughs> but that's the gist of the song that we don't need to fear the dreams but we need to let them occur
0: it's a movie it's really important to watch and you learn something from the movie at the very least is how I take my dreams. They're meant to be wrestled with, just as Isaac wrestles with what comes to him in the dreams. Yeah, we need to grow through that. So we're going to finish today's Song of the Soul interview with Randall Adams by sharing his song, Dreams. It's from West Wind uh, from 2017. Look at randalladamsmusic.com to follow up on that. This poetry, it, it feels like spoken poetry it's obviously sung some too but it it feels like some kind of a well i guess it's it's in the way that dreams are it it happens differently than just in the perfectly lucid state so we're going into dreams with randy adams Adams randalladamsmusic.com thank you so much randy for sharing your music i'm so glad that after your years of working full-time as chiropractic that you have the time to pour the passion and the attention to your guitar and to your lyrics to put out this music thank you for joining me for song of the soul
1: well thank you for the invitation
0: go out with Dreams by Randall Adams my appreciation to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program here is Dreams by Randall Adams we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul
3: Dreams do not define us But speak to us of inner wars Dreams of fear Dreams of passion Dreams of loss or love Waking mind may not recall them Hidden mind seeks their resolve Dreams may miss state or stir a slumbering desire, a dream of passion may befall and make reality expire. Dreams of fear, dreams of passion, dreams of loss or love, a dream may travel from the depths of myth and distant consequence. The view is often too obscure And leaves us ever more unsure Dreams of fear, dreams of passion Dreams of loss or love When both heart and mind are troubled, dreams may do no more than show The archetypal images that through our generations flow. Dreams of fear, dreams of passion, dreams of loss or love, Do they reveal some hidden plot of character within us all? Or rather prompt a waking vision of conflict rising from the fall. Dreams of fear, dreams of passion, dreams of loss or love. Waking mind may not recall them, hidden mind seeks their resolve. Dreams of fear, dreams of passion, dreams of loss or love. Waking mind may not recall them. Hidden mind seeks their resolve.
0: The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org. Guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.